This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, mamas. Welcome back to your weekly dose. Oh, here it comes. The choo-choo train of... Ah! Ah! Choo-choo! Oh. Oh. I don't want you to think that I missed out on the Sheehan drama that took place last week. It was a busy week here at the Drama Mama headquarters. Uh, we had the whole toxic gossip train to deal with. So, uh, I, I, I didn't get to make a video on this yet, but I'm, I'm here. And I really want to talk about this because there are a few things uh, in my heart that just bring absolute hatred and vitriol to my soul. And one of them is Sheehan. I've made a video about Sheehan as a whole, um, like, a few months ago. And I touched on pretty much all the points I wanted to talk about is Sheehan as, like, a company and its impact on the world. But there was something <laughs> that happened uh, recently, I believe it was, like, a few weeks ago, that made... I, we gotta fucking talk about it. I'm gonna give you the full context because we need to we need to process this together. Uh, watch this shit. China trip has been one of the most life changing trips of my life. Getting to see the whole process of Shein clothing from beginning to end with my own two eyes was so important for me. Kicking off the trip by heading to the factory of the leading manufacturer for Shein was the perfect way to start. I was really excited and impressed to see the working conditions. The next day, we headed to the Shein Innovation Center. This facility blew my mind. It's over 600,000 square feet. There's so much technology. And Shein is just such a developed and complex company. And it was so beautiful to see firsthand. I was able to interview a woman that worked in the fabric cutting department. And you guys know me, she's an investigative journalist. So I asked her all of our questions and she answered them honestly and authentically. She was very surprised at all the rumors that have been spread in the U.S. She told me about her family, her lifestyle, her commute, her hours. Our last stop was to the Shein warehouse. This place was massive. It's about 84 acres and almost fully run by technology and automation. I was really impressed by the extensive checklist that each item had to go through before it shipped off. I think my biggest takeaway from this trip is to be an independent thinker, get the facts and see it with your own two eyes. There's a narrative fed to us in the U.S. and I'm one that always likes to be open-minded and seek the truth. So I'm grateful for that about myself, and I hope the same for you guys. Did y'all just see that shit? <laughs> Let me say two words to kickstart this. Corporate propaganda, okay? Corporate propaganda refers to propagandist claims made by a corporation for the purpose of manipulating market opinion with regard to that corporation and its activities. The practices of advertising and public relations are among those which may be considered corporate propaganda. What you just watched is the most purest form of corporate propaganda. This is a company hiring, I don't know how many influencers there was there, like 10 people basically buying their fucking souls to say whatever they want to create a, a vision and a narrative of whatever they want to try and fix their reputation. Shein is one of the worst fucking companies on this planet. It is a fast fashion company that is 
literally despicable on so many fronts. Like, basically, any, like, right you care about, human rights, uh, planet rights, the environment, like, any of that that you, like, want to give a fuck about, they have found a way to absolutely, like, shove their pee-pee up its butt. Like, sorry for that visual, but, like, like, Sheehan pumps out 6.3 million tons of carbon dioxide a year, which is literally as much as 180 power plants to make clothes that fucking disintegrate when you sneeze wearing them. They are an insane powerhouse in that the rough numbers, like H&M makes 16,000 different types of clothes every year, which is insane. That's already like a fast fashion company. But Shein makes like 200,000 different types of clothes. And they are dirt fucking cheap. And it's not like this is a a wholesome company that's offering these uh, cheap deals as a it, it like uh, like oh thank God we have Shein to put clothes on our back for mere dollars three dollars for a t-shirt. Thank goodness for them making this public service. There's a reason why it's so, so cheap. It is because it's made in a sweatshop a lot of the time by children who literally will send fucking messages they will like sew in or stitch in little messages onto the shirts being like help help me i have no dental care my teeth hurt help so that the fucking the rat that lives in arkansas that ordered like 300 shirts for the price of 50 dollars can like maybe help them that is how dire these working conditions are and even just beyond children, like, they are getting paid literal fucking pennies. Uh, you can go into all the details by looking it up or just watching my last video I made about Sheen. But it's fucking despicable. And Sheen has a humongous social media presence, whether it be they, they themselves, like, making propaganda like this. Or people just in general uh, making their own content about Sheen. And after all, there is something, like, very viral. There's a viral moment about Sheen because, like, there's no, there's probably no other place where you can get clothes that cheap. And so that leads a lot of people to make these, like, Sheen haul videos where they're like, I bought a hundred things from Sheen. And they, like, try everything on as they empty out these, like, ginormous fucking garbage bags of, like, rags onto their bed to, like, try on. It's a horrible company. And that's been, like, associated with it for a while. You know, they got away with it scot-free for a long time. Like, I saw Sheehan creeping up, like, I want to say, like, five years ago or something. And I remember seeing, like, bits and pieces about, like, how horrible they were. But I was like, damn, when is this going to become mainstream? And I think this year was, like, around the time when they became, like, mainstreamly known as fucking demonic and horrible. So... This I see this as like a direct response to that. Okay, they're a multi-billion dollar company. I believe they were like valued at like $60 billion, which is so ironic because they pay their workers like actual pennies to work in their fa- their sweatshops. Sorry, I almost said factories. Sweatshops. Let's not get twisted here. So this if you really like break apart this video, it is so fucking obvious. That this is all, this is all a sham. And I don't want to sound like I'm like Shane Dawson sitting in fucking Chuck E. Cheese being like, there's a conspiracy here. The pizza slices don't fit together. Like, it's not that. It's the very just 
nature of this video that's bonkers, okay? If you look at, like, any pictures or anything that's been documented of actual Shein sweatshops, they look nothing like this, okay? This is, like, a brand new, uh, what, what the fuck did you call it? The Innovation Center? The Shein Innovation Center? It's just a place to show pretty graphics and, like, pretty, uh, like, fake it, it, it reminds me of, like, North Korea, like, when they let, like, some journalists in North Korea to, like, see what the fuck was going on in there, and they would be, like, typing at computers with, like, like a blank webpage. Like, they'd be on Google.com, like, on the search bar, just, like, mashing random fucking keys to be like, we are doing science here. It, like, it's giving those vibes. Um, so, she goes into this, like, discovery center, uh, or, sorry, innovation center. It's completely fucking empty which is so funny. Um, and, you know, what, what killed me, what really fucking killed me is this influencer, this Danny DMC said, I am an investigative journalist. I met another employee here that does investigative journalism, which is such a funny, like, term to just, like, throw around. Like, that's, that's like if you, like, cut a fucking wart off your toe with, like, a scalpel and it's like, being a doctor is very important to me, and um, I-, I love doing doctor things. It's a similar fucking thing to if you were to say that. And, you know, th- this obviously this influencer received a lot of backlash, and I'm not, like, inviting you to go reach out to this, like, horribly confused person who I guess just has, like, level 100 gullibility. Like, please don't do that. That's not where you need to direct any, like, anger you might be having. Direct it at Sheehan. But they made a a video, like, you know, standing by Sheehan. I don't know if they were, like, contractually obligated to do that. I feel like that was probably the case. They said they signed a contract um, when they agreed to do the trip. And I'm sure if they said, you know what, actually... I saw them beating the fuck out of a child that, uh, for not making 600 t-shirts in a day. Like, I'm sure if she said that or something, she would get, like, sued up the ass. So, the, uh, like, I do feel for this person because there's not much you can do. And hopefully, like, she's realizing, like, goddamn, like, this is a horrible company. And, oh my, like, what the fuck did I just promote? But I don't know. That's that's not really what you can focus on. But, um. You know, one thing that she said was like, I met with like the board of the board of directors. I met with the higher ups and asked them all the questions I had about Sheehan. And like, it is just so clear that they were feeding like just lies to them and like being like, here, this is our beautiful factory. Do you see anyone in sweatshop conditions? No, this is the Sheehan Innovation Center. Because we would never operate a sweatshop. Um, here, come, 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 random employee over here. L- l- listen to her. She she says that she loves her job and her commute to work is so awesome. And she also was an investigative journalist and asks lots of questions. And she loves her life. It's so crazy. It's so fucking insane. I, this is like. I really thought, like, Sheen would just, like, take all their criticism, like, lying down and just, like, let it blow over. But, I don't know. I guess, I I guess it was too much for them. So, I want to, like, break down kind of, like, what I think was going through this Danny DMC's head. Because, 
you know, brand trips are like a very uh a very like common thing, and it's not like all influencer brand trips are like with. Are, are, are like this like creating like corporate propaganda okay a lot of the time it's like just some energy drink is like you know what let's send 10 of the best influencers to bora bora and give them a ten thousand dollar shopping spree or something um th- these are like very hard to pass up opportunities you know like influencers like if there's anything that influencers will do in a heartbeat it is a damn brand trip because it it's a like it's human nature like it's a free trip you're going to want to probably do that. And B, a lot of the time you get paid. Like these influencers get paid to go on these trips. Um, and usually all they have to do is like, you know, like tag X energy drink and be like, thank you so much for taking me to Bora Bora. I'm having the time of my life. Drink X energy drink. It has 400 milligrams of caffeine and makes you shit yourself. Like that's typically how it is. Um, they don't usually go like this fucking deep. But I really, you know, I, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that like this did receive the backlash that it did because I see like corporate propaganda in smaller, uh, smaller forms that don't really get like noticed. Like, for example, there's so much like greenwashing that's done in, in like influencer marketing and stuff where, brands will be like like it could be fucking earth day and (laughs) it could be earth day and like shell gas stations will be like we're partnering with 10 influencers to show how shell is leading the pact for climate for climate reform and then like literally just go leak four billion gallons of like oil into the ocean and blow a giant gaping fucking juicy hole in the ozone layer like it's stuff like that that, you know, usually goes kind of unnoticed. Um, I, I talked about... Uh, did I talk about this? Fuck, I actually don't know. The... the um, No, I did talk about this. The the Biore strip girl. No, this was in my YouTube video. Sorry. I'm sorry, my drama mamas. I'm sure, I'm sure you're better than the week mamas, too. Um, there was this girl that did a, a TikTok ad for Biore skin pore strips and said, like... It's been a hard year for me, from exams to a school shooting. Uh, Biore pore strips helped me, like, it was something like that. It was fucking bonkers. So, overall, (laughs) over fucking all, just be so cautious and so wary about what people are paid to say online. And it's always very obvious. It's fucking legally obvious obvious when someone's getting paid to say something um because like you'll see hashtag ad or stuff like that um like this is sponsored by blah 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 it's like very obvious um hopefully you have like the media literacy to know when someone's getting paid to do something and a lot of the time it's hard it's fucking hard to like know because like you could be uh you'd be watching a tiktok and it, it the ad disclosure could be in the caption like buried fucking so deep below and you could watch the full video and then just swipe away and not even know that it was an ad um we talked about the Michaela situation like two weeks ago um who who was like paid to promote this like mascara eyelash thing and then like faked her eyelash lengths like that's obviously a very like small offense but still it's like that was kind of weird because she was getting paid and fully lied about a product, but anyways, I don't want to get into, I don't want to get into fucking eyelashes. So what, like, really 
like fucks with me because it's it's so easy to like look at this as like a like like a funny thing to laugh at like ha 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 idiot gets sent on Shein brand trip I feel like next no like because literally next it's gonna be like so today's video is sponsored by North Korea I was so thankful enough to be sent to um, Pyongyang North Korea by Kim Jong-un himself um, I'm an independent thinker and I wanted answers so I went to the North Korean uh, regime and asked What's going on here, guys? And I was so happy to find the North Korean uh, Innovation Center where they showed me all the stuff that they do to um, build better nuclear bombs to potentially send to the United States one day. But they're actually not going to send that to the U.S. Like, they're only making nukes just for fun because Kim Jong-un is such a passionate man. And he really just wants to make nuclear bombs for himself because he, he he's such he's such a passion for science. And, like, as an independent thinker, like, thinking outside the box, I was able to get the truth. That's the fucking vibes that I'm getting from this. So... It's so dystopian because, like, uh, like laughing at it as like this absurd thing is one thing, but it is genuinely bonkers. Like, we really you you almost can't even just fathom how gross it is that they're like how companies like this that are so fast fashion like treat humans like they are disposable. That's in, like it's insane to pay a fucking human cents. To have a human clock out from hard labor with, like, toxic chemicals in horrible working conditions and horrible hours and pay them, like, only a few dollars for the entire day, which is, like, probably how much, like, one shirt from Shein would sell for, is disgusting. It actually fucking disgusts me to my core because there's... It, it's it's not even like these are clothes that people will like wear for their entire lives not that that would justify it but th these are clothes that people like will wear and like literally throw out if they don't like it or it'll rip and they'll throw it out and it, it it's like they're not even meant to like last that long because they're such like shitty quality and it's not like we'll make those sweatshoppers uh what make the sweatshop workers work harder like no that's don't go there like it's because like she and themselves are designing these clothes for like planned obsolescence. It's almost like the same way that Apple like makes their phones fucking batteries die every time they like announce a new iPhone so that you buy the new one. Like we don't make things in this capitalist fucking hellscape to last because there's more money in having you buy like over and over and over again. Now, obviously, there's like no ethical consumption in capitalism. It's almost impossible to avoid purchases of like anything that didn't involve some form of like sweatshop or just unethical working conditions you buy a fucking banana and you find out that like dole created like a whole like coop in coop coup military coup in and like slaughtered a bunch of people you like look at nestle and think like mm, i'm gonna eat a yummy little nestle chocolate bar or i'm gonna get a nestle pure life water bottle and then you find out that they fucking poison the rivers in, like, certain rivers in Europe so that people buy bottled water. It's fucking crazy. Like, there's no escape from it. And that's the reality of living in the the society that we live in. So it, it does seem, like, dire, especially if you're in a position where all you can afford is Shein. There's very few options for people who are in an income level that 
are like as price wise as Shein. Um, I said this before, but like I do think thrifting is like one of the best options. It is the best option for getting clothes, regardless of your income level. If you're freaking Jeff Bezos, you're probably gonna get a better fit thrifting than if you went to I don't know to like fucking H and M. Um, if you have literally ten dollars to your name, thrifting like you can just genuinely get good quality clothes, fun clothes, and you can have your own style. There's so many benefits to thrifting. So that's why, like, I always just get, like, so annoyed when I hear the argument, like, well, what are poor people supposed to do if we can't shop a sheen? Theft! Why did the police, like, siren start when I screamed that? Um, and also, like, thrift stores are fucking everywhere. Like, my grandma's town, like, they're so accessible. My grandma's town has, like, 200 people in it and they have a fucking thrift store. Obviously, you know, d- depending on the thrift store, you're not always going to get the most heat, a lot of really horrible clothes at thrift stores, but it's worth it in the end. And when you compare it to the alternative of essentially paying someone a few pennies to make disgusting clothes that will just fall apart in in a week, like that's the alternative. There's so many sirens outside. What the fuck is going on? Um. So... Back to just, like, the whole influencer side of it. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, one, one last thing I want to touch on. Also, they just fucking steal people's designs. Like, I don't think Sheen has ever just developed, like, an original design. There's been countless cases where Sheen will just, like, fucking rip someone's art off the internet. Obviously not credit them and not pay them and then, like, pass it off as their own. And I'm sure they have a huge old legal team to, like, pay people off for that. But it's it's fucked up. And... Back to back to influencers. You might think, like, who the fuck would, like... <laughs> who would, like, take them up on this offer? Like, it, say you are influencer with, like, 500,000 followers on Instagram. And you get an email saying, like, hey, hey there. Hey there, baby girl. We want you to come to China for our Shein influencer trip. You might have heard there's a lot of... A lot of false rumors and fake news going around about us, but we're awesome, and we care about this planet, and we care about uh, making mo- we care about uh, making smiles on people's faces when they put on Shein clothes and feel good about themselves because mental health is real. So, um, would you like to come on down? All you have to do is shill your fucking soul and your audience and tell them there's nothing there's nothing shady going on here. Okay, who would think that we would be operating sweatshops? No, we're going to take you to the Shein Innovation Center, baby. Come on down. Uh, Flights will be paid for. We're going to give you unlimited food. You're going to have a blast. You just have to uh, tell your audience that nothing fucking happened here, okay? There is, you know, influencers are not like the... They are not morally sound people. Like as a as a baseline, I believe that the like all influencers are narcissists. You have to be narcissistic, and I'm coming for myself here too. I think every person that's creating content online has like a narcissistic quality that they want to put their face 
out there for as many people as possible to see that I, I like I'm not a fucking psychologist but I think that's a narcissistic <laughs> trait and I don't think it's always a bad thing because you might want to put yourself out there in conjunction with maybe like a more positive thing you want to make people laugh you want to make people smile you want to uh educate them shit like that so it's not inherently terrible but the other pinnacle tentpole of influencing is to make fucking money, okay? No one realizes how much influencers make, and I think it'll be years until, like, the broad scope of it comes out of, like, how much influencers make. Like, it truly is bonkers, and I don't know what this person was paid, but it has to be a fucking butt-ton. Because, like, if you're promoting, like, a random thing, like, say you're promoting, like, Iceberg Lettuce, and the Iceberg Lettuce Association wants to be like, we would love to have you say, you love Iceberg Lettuce, and you want to show the world how good Iceberg Lettuce is. That's not fucking controversial. There's no, like, risk there, okay? No one's gonna be like, oh, you fucking work with Iceberg Lettuce? Wow! Okay, like, that's not gonna happen. So, but to do something like that, like, unless... This person or these influencers were, like, actually, like, brain dead or just the most gullible people alive. I'm sure they, like, were paid a lot because that is a, a big risk. Like, I can't imagine the backlash that this person is getting. And I do, like, like I, as I mentioned earlier, I do feel for them because it's very misdirected. Obviously, that's a mistake to make a video with that company and just, like, shill their lies for your audience. But at the end of the day, that person did just that little video, whereas Sheehan is the ones making literal fucking nightmares in their factories, so, and that's the fuck of it all, because, like, there's not much you can do other than just, like, boycott it and not buy their clothes, which is what I urge you all to do, like, if you're taking, if you're having one takeaway from this, please just go thrift and do not buy from Sheehan, like, please, that's, that's literally on all I'm asking, but th there's no way to, like, you, like, you can't just fucking take down Sheehan, you can't be like, you can't go, like, protest outside of, like, Xi'an headquarters unless you want to, like, fly to China and then get, like, fucking abducted by the Chinese government because you spoke out against it. Like, th there's no option to, like, try and do something about it, which is a very frustrating thing because this is a company that's just growing and growing and it feels, like, fucking unstoppable. It feels like this is where, like, fashion is going, and just consumerism as a whole, because it's not just, like, limited to, um, like, the fashion industry, like, Shein will be a model for, like, so many other types of industries to just create these dystopian fucking nightmares where they're paying their employees, whether it be, like, domestic or abroad, like, next to nothing, like, I remember, holy fuck, we have this chain in Canada called Freshie, and it's, like, um, it's nasty, like, it's, something, it's like the, it's like a healthy kind of chain, they have like salads that all taste like fucking sawdust, but, um, in, in their Toronto locations, they started replacing their, like, live, like, human employees that, you know, like, were relying on their money with fucking iPads that were connected via, like, FaceTime to people in, it was a South American country, and they were paying them, like, literally next to nothing to take the fucking orders, they literally got replaced by, like, it's, it's fucking bonkers, and I don't, I, like, don't see a way out of this, like, cycle and this growing, nasty, disgusting, like, 
consumerism nightmare fucking death spiral that we're in unless people just like start being like start waking up and it's a lot of pressure to put on like the consumer it's a lot of pressure that i feel like i'm that we place on ourselves to like like fix this because like i mentioned like we can't take on a single company by ourselves but at least at the very least by not participating ourselves you're helping and in a very small way but a very important way to not give these companies money and not let them propagate this shit and it's it's hard sometimes like i like against every fucking fiber of my being try not to like order off of amazon i try and like find stuff in stores around me but sometimes like especially when i'm like visiting family in like rural fucking canada where there's like three stores it's so hard like it's it's hard especially if it's like something you need it's hard to find that in a place other than amazon and like we know about the horrors and how horrible amazon is but sometimes there's there's like no other option um so like as i mentioned earlier there's there's no ethical consumption under capitalism but there are definitely it's definitely a spectrum there's things that are god fucking awful and then there's like lesser evils and i think going for the least amount of evil in whatever you buy and whatever you consume is important um and obviously no one's perfect like if you've bought sheen in the past i'm like you fucking nasty monster like i it's not like that but just try your best to be a good consumer and have media literacy and know when motherfuckers like this are just getting paid by horrible companies to spread corporate propaganda. That's my rant. Um, let's read your drama for the week. This week's drama comes from Presley. If you want me to re- read your drama on this podcast, please just comment it in a few words on the YouTube video version of this podcast. Drama Mama on YouTube, baby. And uh, I'll, 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 I might read it. And give you some advice. My two cents. Presley says, Me and my boyfriend have been dating for about six months. And he won't do anything at all. We haven't kissed or hugged. And when I try, he just ignores me. I'm so confused. And I don't know what to do. I think, you know, like every relationship you uh, has a different timeline. Uh, people might take things at a different pace. But he m- is either like a fucking Mormon or likes boys i i don't know what to tell you i'm so sorry uh that i hope you enjoyed this episode love y'all bye